Welcome to the uh, Pull List Podcast Reborn. I'm I'm your host, uh, Kendall, and with me this month is uh, Jared. Well, hello, Kendall. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing well. Uh, long-time listeners or people who <laughs> listen back on the Kendall Cast feed uh, might recognize Jared from uh, the original run of the Pull List. It's hard to believe how long ago that's been now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Years. It was, yeah, it was years. Yeah. It's a. I'm. I'm glad we were. Uh, see, this is one of the things. It's good that Facebook exists because we probably would have fallen out of touch otherwise. Um, so that's that's exciting. Um, it's an amazing time we live in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, well. Um, so. If. Uh, well, I mean, for new listeners, uh, why don't you tell? Uh, why don't you tell the new listeners about a little bit about your about your history with comics, Jared? Uh, you know, growing up, really enjoying the X-Men and stuff like that in the 90s, more Marvel. But I have to say, in terms of favorite characters, I've always been a big Batman fan. Um, I have a strange liking with, uh, to the Punisher. I really like the Punisher a lot. Uh, and also a lot of other anti-heroes. As we go through my pull list, you'll probably start to see a trend. And it's usually uh, violence and superheroes that don't mind killing other people. Um, and there's also going to be some other image and other fun stuff getting sprinkled in there. Um, but I'd have to say a uh, big fan right now of uh, Jason Aaron's stuff. I'll read about anything that mm-hmm. he puts out, um, as well as like Jeff Lemire. feels like lately I've been kind of navigating or um, getting pulled towards uh, the writer, necessarily, than the comic book character, right, which right. is still kind of fun, so I can kind of... You know, there's always going to be more stuff to read. And again, nowadays, too, we were kind of just talking about it, but with um, everything digital, again, if you have the patience, you can read just about everything that Marvel puts out. So, um, you know, it's a really good time to be able to cheaply kind of cover all your bases in comic books. So, so. so that's interesting that you specifically said you've been liking Jeff Lemire. Um, I feel like Jeff Lemire has been picking up books that I liked them, and then he started writing them, and I liked them less. Uh, you know, Hawkeye, and then uh, Old Man Logan, and I feel like there's, uh, and his X-Men, like, he, 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 I feel like he came off of, and I mean, and I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's just, you know, that's just where the work is, but he's, he's, he's done a lot of, uh, sort of, right after a good, a really, really strong run. <laughs> Any, I mean, oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, with Hawkeye, it's not my favorite Hawkeye. It was readable. Uh, I really like his Moon Knight stuff right now, and I do like his Old Man Logan. Um, but that was one thing, too. I read, like, the first arc of Extraordinary. didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, After Death's been pretty good. I I don't think I have that technically on my pull list, but I've been picking that up when it comes out. Um, like, Black Hammer, I've been in, I like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange. I really don't like his art too much. And if anything, it's going to keep me away from his book as if he's going to be drawing it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I've never been one that as some people like really like it when the artist also writes the book. I am not as big a fan of that. Of that. I, <laughs> I like yeah. see I I like um when when the uh if the artist is involved in the creative process that I think that uh that can really help. Uh, the the quality of the visual storytelling, um, but I also kind of feel like writers can write and artists can art. And I mean, I guess Jeff I Lemire. Uh, I don't know too much about his history, but I mean, I think he was probably uh, he was an artist first, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of have to. You can't. You can't. Uh, there probably aren't a lot of people who are who are writers, and then once they start professionally writing comics, start trying to learn how to draw. Um, but well, no, you're right there. And there's actually been a quite a big uptick of artists. I think probably more with image coming out and writing their own books. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, not a fan of, uh, the, the one that comes to mind for me, uh, Chip Zdarsky. I am not a fan of his writing. Uh, 
<laughs> I, you know, I've read a couple of his things, like the Howard the Ducks. I mean, it's one of those. It's you know, like a kind of a comedy. It's going to be a comedy book. Um, so, I, but yeah, I've never really been huge into Chip. Um, I started noticing Jason Latour from Southern Bastards is writing um, Loose Ends. I haven't checked that one out, but um, like Declan Shavely is going to be writing one. Obviously, uh, Punisher has been written by uh, Becky Cloonan. Yeah, and I think it's a god awful book. Um, <laughs> but my allegiance or my inner hoarder that wants to collect every single Punisher issue ever makes me have to collect that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I that, I think they just want a little bit more of the spotlight. I think probably the writers get a lot more of the recognition in a lot of sense. So I think yeah. they probably just want a taste of it too. Yeah, well, I think like I think like Jason Latour, uh, as I understand it, uh, his the creative process for Southern Bastards involves, uh, you know, he's, he's very involved in the storytelling as well. I think he actually gets... Does he get a co-writer credit on that? Yeah, I think so. And it's, it's, I think it's just like with um, Wade and Sammy. They both kind of have story writing credits on those Daredevil books Which, and I think the Black Widow stuff too. I think that I um, think that that definitely helps. Um, and I mean probably probably uh, artists uh, are usually in, are usually pretty pretty involved in the interpretation. I mean, unless you're talking about somebody like uh, like Grant Morrison, who writes the the like super super detailed specific scripts, um, there there is going to be an element of of uh, of creativity in the art in the artist. Yeah, I mean it's a collaborative process. I mean I don't think Jason Latour is probably the best example of like someone that's doing bad work, but it just seems like there's some stuff. Well, like the Becky Cloonan thing, for example, where you know she's trying to put her spin on it. It's just like hyper violence and. It just looks like a story coming from someone that just draws crows and goth stuff all day, which is fine. And I'm sure <laughs> after you're arting for such a long time and collaborating with everyone, you probably get the itch to tell your own stories. Yeah, but for whatever reason, it seems just like a lot more mm-hmm. people are doing it these days. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, the Punisher is bad. Uh, Punisher is definitely a character that sometimes has good stories and sometimes has bad stories. Yeah, I think probably way more bad than good. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, uh, before we get into um, uh, to uh, uh, the, like books that you're reading specifically, I have I I'm actually kind of curious because I feel like this is a very divisive uh, topic that we kind of that we kind of uh, missed because it was in our uh, 35 year hiatus that we went on. Uh, what did you think of Batman versus Superman? Uh, you know what? I didn't hate it. I, I like the. Uh, there's a lot of really good action. We got to see uh, Batman play with some of his toys, and he was able to like watch him paralyze some people. Um, Wonder Woman was a really great addition to it. Uh-huh. Um, I would have to say I would have gone a different direction with Lex Luthor. Um, I don't like how Doomsday. I didn't like Doomsday. That whole thing seemed just to be kind of packed in at the mm-hmm. very end. I understand having or needing a big bad, but Luthor probably could have done that in a different way. Yeah. Um, I mean, all in all, I mean, I, I, again, I, I like superhero movies and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's I'm, it's pandering to me perfectly. So, right, uh, but right. I didn't hate it. I didn't. I mean, I didn't hate it at all. I mean, I didn't think it was on the, the same level as Civil War. I thought Civil War was a much better movie, mm-hmm. but they were both a lot of fun and both pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I think that the, in my opinion, the quality of Batman versus Superman and the quality of Civil War is a lot closer than what uh some people would would say because i liked i i was not as high on civil war as a lot of people and i also was um a lot i i enjoyed most i really enjoyed most of the elements of batman versus superman i actually i'm perfectly okay with the interpretation of batman like it's definitely an interpretation like this is not the Batman from the animated series or the Batman oh, yeah. from the Tim Burton films or, or, or the Batman that is currently in the comics or has been in most of comics. It, it definitely was. I felt like it was as as a, a, a current run of Batman is to uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns Batman. This yeah. is to Christian, Christian Bale is Christian Bale's Batman to this. So it's like Christian Bale it's like Christian Bale's Batman started out a lot darker than than Batman is traditionally. And then this is this is 20 years of being a failure. This is how Batman turned out. And I thought it was an interesting an interesting take on the character. 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of caught him at the middle age, and I don't mm. think we actually see that too often. Well, unless you call like George Clooney was kind of, but I don't think anyone ever counts that movie yeah. as actually being a Batman movie. Well, he wasn't. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's like kind of catching at a different time. I would yeah. always think if I was going to be seeing the beginning of a Batman-Superman relationship, they'd probably be a little bit younger, maybe in their mm. 20s or something like that, where it would have been maybe more around when Christian Bale was becoming Batman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm not, like, I know there's some people that necessarily didn't like Ben Affleck. I liked him in the movie. I like him as an actor, mm-hmm. again. Um, and Batman's one of my favorite characters, so the more I get to see him on the screen. But, um, you know, he had some big guns. He didn't actually seem, like, too underpowered compared to um, Superman and Wonder Woman, which is uh-huh. kind of nice. I mean, he was definitely dwarfed. He can't do the same thing that they're doing, but he didn't seem like he couldn't really hold his own, which was kind of nice, too, yeah. um, to be able to see that. Uh, but yeah, just the whole thing with Doomsday, like, you cut your hand and you go in some weird water, and then, you know, <laughs> Superman basically killed an infant. Doomsday was not even, he's, he's a newborn, and yeah. you're just beating him up. Yeah, uh, that's one thing. I think, I think, though, Doomsday is usually just a, let's punch this big guy, like, even, I, I it's not like, it's not like Doomsday is a super nuanced character that would have had all kinds of development. I mean, the only take on that on him that I, that has that is like uh, Sam Witwer in Smallville. Um, and even that, you know, is a thing. Um, I, th- yeah, I, I do think it was warned it in there just to kill him. So yeah. I think they obviously had the plan of having him resurrected either in Justice League or you know whatever else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah the the death the death of Superman thing was kind of interesting uh i'll be interested to see how they pick up that thread in justice league it kind of reminds me of the end of thor when they're like oh you'll never ever be able to go back to earth ever <laughs> and then it says thor will return in avengers in six months <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like uh, uh but uh i mean yeah it was it was definitely a flawed movie and i also i really don't like man of steel so i think that some of the elements that they had that just sort of had to be pulled over because it was a sequel yeah. of man of steel uh not a big fan of amy adams as lois lane you know me um, neither yeah uh, they don't it felt like they don't really know how to write superman but then again it's hard to write a good superman story i think um uh peter tomasi being the exception I actually yeah. I haven't read that much of Peter Tomasi's run, but uh, I've mostly been. Re- I mean, I guess where the, wh- whoever's idea was for the current status quo of the comics, uh, I think was it, they, that's a good Superman. But like, it's it's not. I mean, even stuff like. I mean, like Injustice has a terrible Superman. Any su- any story that Superman gets manipulated into being a bad guy is gonna be kind of. You know, it's going to have its flaws, and it yeah. happens a lot. But for some reason, I don't know if it's because I hadn't seen that story in a few weeks or, or what. But uh, but it, it just seemed to, it seemed to work a little bit better in the movie. And I think it definitely helped being the Superman sequel. You know, drawing Batman in there as well, taking some of the pressure off of yeah, just having to write the Superman character. Mm-hmm. So I think I probably yeah. Did obviously more harm than good, or and it was good a, than harm. and the Batman a, the the bas- the Batman aspect was the like that whole side of it I I really enjoyed. Um, but okay, so now that we're done talking about uh, controversy that's a year old, although people are still arguing about it on the oh, internet, yeah, I'm glad will talk about that for a while. I think that's interesting that you and I are on a similar page. Uh, I'll be interested. Hopefully next month all three of us can be on, and we'll see what David thinks. Oh yeah. Um, so what have you been? Uh, what have you been reading? What's uh, give us just uh, give us a few of the books that you've been noticing? And oh. I, I would also I'd like I think we talked about Batman in a little bit uh, last month, but since you and I are both reading uh, most of the Batman titles between the two of us, I'd like to sort of talk about the status quo of Batman about that um, at, toward the end. So so non Batman yeah. books that you're reading, what what are a few of them that are sticking out to you? All right, I would have to say this is probably my favorite book from at least the past few weeks, maybe even month, was the uh, Booster Gold and Flintstones Annual. Um, and this is something, too, we can talk about sometime, but I've been a complete sucker for these stupid Hanna-Barbera comics. Oh, yeah. I loved all the co- – I, I mean, I love, like, Johnny Quest and, um, again, all the other kind of Hanna-Barbera space ghosts, different things like that. So when they, these have started coming out – I've been kind of. I think I bought the first few issues of Johnny Quest and been kind of falling around. But I really do like 
uh, Booster Gold as kind of like a B-list character for DC. And um, I've heard the Flintstones has been really funny in almost a really kind of weird, sadistic type of way. But, um, you know, it's like Booster goes back in time and he has to learn how to, you know, like kill something and it's traced back to the Stone Age. So he, he teams up with um, uh, Fred and Barney. And so it's kind of a fun little story. And then they had a nice little um, a backstory of the Jetsons. And it was George Jetson's mother essentially wants to euthanize herself and transfer her consciousness into a robot. And it's essentially the story of how she becomes Rosie the Robot, <laughs> butler maid. And it's their grandmother. And so it was Judy Jetson was like calling her as to go through the process. And they knew that George and the rest of the family wouldn't like him doing this because it was an experimental procedure. Mm-hmm. So at the very end, they had like Rosie as the grandmother. So it was actually it was, it was really cool little kind of uh, origin story at the very end. Um, I've been, as I mentioned before, been kind of gravitating towards certain writers, so I've been reading just about anything that Warren Ellis has been putting out, and whenever he puts stuff out on a regular basis, um, it's rare, so I've been reading, uh, well, Wildstorm, even though it's only been out for just two issues, uh, Shipwreck from Aftershock, um, what else are some other stuff? As I mentioned, like Jason Aaron, I've been picking up a lot more, uh, image books, just because I think they're harder mm-hmm. to find digitally. Um, but I'm really liking Outcast has been good. The Walking Dead, we can talk about that. I know. I think you're. Yeah. Did you did you read that as well? Did you read uh, today today's issue of Walking Dead? No, I with me. Yeah, I've been out of commission. I didn't make it down. The uh, okay. Sort okay. Well, then I won't tell. I won't uh, spoil that. But uh, there. But there was uh, there was the last page reveal of last issue. Do you remember that? Yeah. So is Andrea finally a zombie, or is she gonna? Well, she. I succumb? mean. She got bit. Uh, she definitely got bit. Uh, in this issue, uh, it doesn't, like... Go into if she it, fully turns or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... I mean, I think she's gonna... She's gonna... Yeah, I mean, she's done. I mean, she got bit in the neck, so there's not really anything they can do. God, stupid um, Eugene, I swear. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, still, uh, but still, like, okay, that's... Yeah. I do like... I do like that you can... That even all these issues in, you can still... He's still willing to kill off major characters and characters that, you know, have been along, around for a long time. And I was uh, reading the comment section. I think the first one, it's like, oh, everyone has so much plot armor in this story. It's stupid. You're never going to kill anybody. And, and then, of <laughs> course, um, they're just like, well, I don't think Andrea's going to be sticking around for too long. So how's that for plot armor? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, at least they're, it's about that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so also enjoying um, Unworthy Thor a lot and um, the Unworthy Thor. Uh, so Mighty Thor and Unworthy Thor, sorry. Then Old Man yeah. Logan. Uh, I'm really enjoying Moon Knight. That's probably been my favorite Jeff Lemire book. Um, and enjoying uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns. Um, and besides that, I've been on that Hoopla app and uh, really catching up with a lot of uh, Valiant stuff. So I've read through... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eternal Warrior, Rai, or Ray, whatever, Exo Man of War. Um, what else? I thought I read something else too. So I've been kind of just checking out some new stuff there. That's um, the, yeah. That's interesting that you're you're diving into Valiant because David is a big fan of Valiant. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll be able to next uh, next month uh, be be both on and you can talk about Valiant together. Ooh, it sounds like fun. <laughs> I've never done that before with anybody, so it'll be brand new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. so that's kind of a pretty good yeah. synopsis. So, okay, image stuff and kind of some anti-hero stuff, and then of course the Batman family. So on the DC side. Okay, okay. So uh, before we, so I'll just hit a few of the things that I've been uh, reading that I didn't mention last month, or or that I did and I forgot that I mentioned them. Uh, the big uh, so so I was just reading. I just got caught up today on the fall and rise of Captain Adam, which okay. uh, I don't know if you read any of it, but the fourth issue of it came out today. Um, the comic shop owner said that that he that there's a rumor that this series is going to be really important, the same way that uh, Titans Hunt was and Superman Lois and Clark was, sort of in setting up what's happening next in the big picture of continuity. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what. Whether or not that's true, or whether this is just riding its coattails, but um, 
it is messing with new 52 and old 52 continuity a little bit. The, uh, the concept is captain Adam, who is, uh, not a hero that I've really followed. I think he was, I think he was in some JSA that I read back a million years ago, but he's, uh, he's got the ability. He like, I think usually he can absorb energy and then he has to expel the energy or something like that. And, uh, in the old 52 right before uh flashpoint happened but like 2011 in uh like continuity years in the year 2011 he uh exploded and uh when he because ex- he like his powers were unstable and was thrown back in time into the 90s where he lived for a few years and sort of lived a life and then uh stuff happened and now he's gotten thrown back into 2017 and it's the new 52. So he was in the old 52. And then he, when he got thrown back in time, it's like the timeline of the new 52. So he's like oh, yeah. sort of aware of the differences. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty interesting uh, read, whether it's, whether it's got continuity implications or it just is like along the lines with that, because it's messing with the, the time stream. Uh, it's, it's a fun little, it feels like a, like one of those, like like one of those DC books with a character that you've never heard of that is like in it's like a sort of obscure DC book in its own kind of little corner. Like it, it definitely takes place in the continuity, but uh, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. And yeah, this is a this is a character that I don't know anything about, but that obviously has history to it. So it's it's got that feel of like a, almost like when you're a new comic reader and you're discovering stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of nice with his characters like that. I want to say that he might have been in the 52 when that trade or when that series yeah. came out. And he's been in those little mini stories mm-hmm. uh, for the Dark Knight Return or Dark Knight 3. But yeah, I'm not too familiar with him, but I always thought there was going to be some controversy around a story just because it's supposed to recant something really important. Um, okay. But yeah, that's why I heard too, that it's something important supposed to come out of that story. Uh-huh. Well, nothing important has happened yet. So uh, I'll I'll let you know if anything important happens. But it is a it is an, an interesting little read. Like I actually when I picked up because I realized I had missed an issue, so I read three and four today. When I picked them up at the comic shop, I'm like I'm reading this. I, I asked the I asked the uh, I asked Teresa at the register to make sure that I hadn't already bought issue three because I didn't remember buying it and she had to look it up. So I said I'm reading this. I'm not sure why. <laughs> but it's supposed to be important, so I'm reading it. And usually I don't do that, but I just you know. It's like it's two ninety nine. That's the thing about DC books; they're two ninety nine. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you can buy all of them. Um, <laughs> the uh, the other thing, the other thing that I have uh, jumped on this month is the Titans bandwagon. I'm actually reading both Titans books now, Titans and Teen Ooh. Titans. Um, which I've always kind of liked the Titans character, the grown ups Titans characters, because I like the idea of the sort of sidekicks grown up. Yeah. Um, I see and, that. And it's a uh, little Aqualad in your life. So Aqualad is in teen Titans. That's we'll get to that in a second. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, well, although uh, actually of uh, the other Aqualad is in, is in Titans Titans, although he's just goes by Garth. Now he's, I'm not okay. Aqualad anymore. That was actually like a big thing in the Titans hunt series is uh like the villain in the in the Titans Hunt series that was that they had all erased their memory of so they didn't remember that they were in the Teen Titans before <laughs> uh because new 52 stuff uh but he was like he was like no you're always going to be Robin and Wonder Girl and Aqualad and and Robin's like well no actually I'm Nightwing and and Wonder Girl is no, I'm Donna Troy and you know, and oh and, and uh, Arsenal and you, you know cuz they've all yeah. they've all got their their new um, names so it's kind of kind of an interesting <laughs> thing and it's uh Dan Dan Abnett is writing it so he's you know he's an he's a writer that people like um yeah uh, so Wouldn't so it's a while. so it's a nice and plus plus uh, Wally West is uh, featured in in the new one, uh, white Wally West, not black Wally West, um, <laughs> who also is interesting. But I just really like the idea that there are two Wally Wests running around <laughs> of different ethnicities. 
it's sort of uh like i 100 percent i love legacy characters and i and i have no problem with uh changing gender or changing ethnicity of, of characters but i do think it's funny that there are literally two wally wests running around yeah completely like, completely opposites yeah. at least optically <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, Flash Universe is just weird altogether. Yeah, it's, which is okay. You know what? I it's comics. Like either you like oh, yeah, comics yeah. or you don't like comics. That's what uh, the uh, I, I'm not I'm not totally caught up on Captain America, but you know there was that there's that controversy about uh, Steve Rogers being in Hydra, uh, and because of because of uh, because of Cosmic Cube shenanigans and. I was talking to somebody and they're like, it's just so comic books. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's something too. It's like, you've been writing these stories for such a long time. Of course it's going to get a little bit weird and it's going to mess with continuity a little bit, but that just gives you more fun stuff to think about and write about. And, and anybody, who, and, and I've also heard the, the argument of the like, of like, Oh, well they used to do these stories and they'd be else worlds, but now they're, now they just tell them in continuity. And it's like, so yeah like you know i the the best the the best example of this was um the uh, the death of captain or the best example for me or the example that made me realize this was was the death of captain america in brubaker's run like i hated when they brought steve rogers back because i really really liked bucky as captain america yeah uh, but but at some point i had to realize i realized well there were you know there was like a 20 issue run of Bucky as Captain America, Brubaker said what he wanted to say with that character. Um, or, or if he didn't, or if he didn't, you know, maybe, maybe it was cut short, but it still is a, a really solid 20 issue run. And the issues before that, that, that led up to Steve Rogers death still have that depth. It's just that they wanted to tell more Steve Rogers stories. So they did that. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I actually, I actually wish that they had, done more old man Steve Rogers stories uh, in when he was you know when he was re-aged uh, yeah I kind of like this yeah that um, sort of area of continuity but they didn't really they didn't really do that as much but also also I am not a big fan of young Nick Fury I liked old Nick Fury a lot better but uh, what was I talking about Teen Titans yeah <laughs> but the point is do, I do have these books on my uh um, at least the volume one's downloaded. I'll be reading uh-huh. those before we talk again. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm jumping in in the middle of the t- of both the Titans titles because I, I I will I will catch back up. I'm sure, but I just you know sometimes it's Get easier right just it. to jump in when you when you feel like it. And it's you know it's not well, like you know I care that much already. about continuity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't gonna read Teen Titans, but yes, uh, Aqualad uh, from. From Young Justice uh, and from the uh, and from the Brightest Day series, uh, you know he was a he was sort of a character that got swept under the rug. Like they they had him set up to be kind of a major character, but then he didn't exist anymore when New Fifty Two happened, just because I guess because he was extraneous. But I'm very much I I I really I really. Uh, I really am looking forward to reading uh, with him in the first, there's only been one issue with him in it. And uh, I honestly, I was going to reread it today cause I was going to talk about it, but I don't remember exactly what happened except for that. It was a fine issue. Like, you know, it's just comics or comics. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's turn the corner here. Um, so what are what are your thoughts on sort of, well, first of all, we're both reading dark Knight three. And the eighth issue came out last week. Yeah. Well, do you well, remember? Do you remember what's going on? Uh, Can so, you explain what's going on? Uh, so the Candorites—that's probably not how you would say their name. The Candorians. I think they went to um, the Mascara. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, Wonder Woman's home or the Amazons, and she's—they're going to kill them. And it's essentially well, and then Bruce was supposed to die. He got thrown into a Lazarus pit, so now he's back, young. Um, and so him and Superman, they brought Superman brought him back to the Batcave. Superman went over to help out Wonder Woman, and then it's like Lara, Kent, 
uh, has to decide if it's going to be like her people or the Kandorians. No, that's. I I just read I just read that an hour ago and I already forgot most of that. Um, I it felt I, like it was a filler issue, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So so it's really weird. Like every time an issue, and maybe it's because they only come out about once every six months. But every yeah. time an issue of this comes out, I do not remember what happened, and then I figure out what happened. Either I read the last issue or I just go with it or whatever. And I really like. There are some things about this series that I'm really liking. I think in in five years when the last issue comes out, uh, <laughs> that it's going to be a really good trade. But like. I just I really like the world that they've created. I think some of the issues have been really have been really strong uh, individually, and the art across the board has been really good. And also not just the art, but like the designs, which I assume it's like Andy Kubert's doing the art, but I assume that Frank Miller is the one that's sort of probably directing everything. Yeah, yeah, doing the a little bit of the world building and stuff. Because I feel like this is a much. I mean, it's been a long time since I read Dark Knight Strikes again. But it's a much bigger world that they've that they've created with this uh, with this series, and it's cool. And and Wonder Woman going around with the baby on her back. Yeah. I, oh, that was that was really cool, though. Yeah. Every time Stop I see that, back. I'm like, why don't they just shoot her in the back? <laughs> but I guess nobody's trying to kill the baby; they're just trying to kidnap the baby. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, I don't but know. It's one of those issues. I think is just because of the time apart. I almost need to probably go back and at least read the previous mm. issue. But yeah, like you said, there's some moments in there that I'm like, oh, this is such a good story, uh, and, and I almost want to go back and like read them all. And yeah, yeah. And I can't remember. I think uh, the last time I did that was with the Sheriff of Babylon. I just decided not to read the last three or four issues because every time I try to read it, there's so many little nuanced things that I would mm. miss. So it just made sense just to collect them all and just read them all together. And I think I'll probably do that when the last issue comes, again, in five years. It'll probably make <laughs> sense to have to, like, read them all over again. Yeah. But I think this is one of those where I'll probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's But, I mean, it's 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 really, like, I think it's it's going to be one of those – it's going to be one of those trades that stays in print forever. So, uh, you know. It's 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 cool. Uh, and fi- the five ninety nine issue price, like at first it bothered me, but you do get that little extra bit in the middle, so the page count is probably pretty close to two comics worth. Um, yeah, and it's pretty high quality. I mean, material. Put it. I mean, you can mm-hmm. tell it's you know they tried to make it worth that price. Yeah, yeah I'm but. not. I I don't. I I. I actually like it, it. It I cringe when I buy stuff that's got card stock on the cover and stuff like that because I know that I'm paying for that, and it's like <laughs> I don't, you know, it's you almost want like it, it. That's the kind of thing that makes me almost want to go digital, except for that I don't want to go digital. I mean, I yeah, digital is supplemental. Digital is supplemental. It's for it's for catching up with stuff. Uh, it's for finding stuff on the cheap, uh, yeah, or or yeah. finding stuff that's hard to find. Uh, so what are you thinking of? What are you? How do you like? Because uh, we're both also reading Batman and Nightwing. Are, are there any other Batman? And are you reading? Are you reading Detective? Um, I read the first part of Detective. Well, Volume One of Detective, uh-huh. and then I read the Night of the Monster Men. All okay. the tie-ins for that. Okay, so you, you're, yeah, I haven't. I haven't been reading Detective because uh, uh, it sounded like it was going to be basically a, a sequel to. Batman and Robin Eternal, like that cast of characters, and I was kind of exactly. tired of seeing I'm them. Like, it better be good because Tinian has been writing those same characters for uh, Batman Eternal and then Batman and Robin Eternal. <laughs> yeah. He's been writing them for like three years. I just was, I just was like so sick of 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 like the Batman and Robin Eternal storyline by the time it was over. Like, not that it was bad. It oh. just, it should have been about eighteen issues, and it was twenty six issues. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, it was a lot longer, and the, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was nice kind of have a weekly comic phone in there for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff there, especially yeah. after Batman Eternal. And but yeah, I fought all that stuff. But uh, I mean, Volume One was a good, it was a good story. I don't think it was like, you know, top five mm-hmm. best Batman stories ever. There's a lot of people out there that are you know calling it like maybe the best Rebirth trade out so far mm-hmm. or story. But people definitely were saying it's the best Batman book. Um, yeah, 
I think Tom King's kicking it into gear now. Uh, I didn't. I did not like the first couple volumes. I thought they were good, and I like Tom King an awful lot. So I was going to stick to it no matter what. Um, but I think it's definitely getting better. So, so Tom King's book. I've got some feelings on this. So I, I liked the first story that just straight up like Gotham and Gotham Girl story. I liked that a lot. Like it wasn't like I didn't love it like the greatest thing ever, but it was like. I felt like it was what I wanted from a Batman book and, a, and what I wanted from a Rebirth book. You know, kind of introducing some new characters and stuff. Um, the I Am Suicide story, I did not like. The Catwoman interlude, if I liked Catwoman, I would have liked it. But oh, I don't that's like right. Catwoman. I you don't like Catwoman at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, just, I just don't. Like, it's like, if, if I was going to like a Catwoman story, if you're trying to convince somebody that Catwoman is a is a good character, then then give them that. But I just, I think the problem was with, with that is I didn't believe, I, like, I've nothing, I haven't seen anything that makes me believe the attraction between Bruce and, yeah. and Catwoman. I mean, I guess in Hush, to a degree, and... And some, and there are. We're I mean, I'm sure there to are. Believe it's there because we don't know anything before rebirth, apparently. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, well, yeah. At very least, if you think about, if you think about New Fifty Two continuity, like it doesn't. It it's it's an unearned thing. Um, but I mean, I guess, I guess, like maybe if I read more Batman or if I read different Batman, I, I think, I think that that was. I think that those were well written issues. But then this, this I am Bane story. Like, I'm going to spoil the last issue for you because nothing happens in it. Literally, okay. literally, they punch each other a bunch and Bane says, I am Bane, I am Bane, I am Bane. <laughs> and then Batman says, oh yeah, I'm Batman. And then he be- and then he wins. That sounds about right. Okay, the one big issue that I've had is, especially with I Am Suicide, is that he's like, it seems like the story's thrown a lot of misdirection or, you know, there's... Batman thought of everything. Uh-huh. It seems like his main plot of the story is just to get the poop kicked out of him in every issue. <laughs> yeah. Like, he has to have so many concussions. Like, it just seems mm-hmm. like the whole story is revolving around him getting the crap kicked out of him to advance the story or let someone else do something else. But he just... Just... Tom King, leave Batman alone. Yeah, it just... And, and also, I mean, the other thing is, like, he's just straight up... He's just straight up fighting Bane... And Bane is like the reason that Bane is a is an interesting character is that he should be stronger than Batman. Like, I mean, he's smart and he's got other stuff, but like he should be at at his core. Oh yeah, by in a straight up fist fight, Bane should win. Batman should have to do something smart, and he just doesn't. Like, I just feel like it it hasn't been that and. And I just, I realized that this book, I haven't, it's one that I haven't enjoyed for a long time, but for some reason I'm not dropping. Um, I decided I'm going to give it, I'm going to read the crossover because I'm, because I'm reading Flash anyway, so. Yeah, and, I think I'm going to do the crossover too. And I'm interested in the, uh, I'm interested in the Watchmen uh, tie-ins. Like, it just yeah, seems they- so crazy that they would, that they would do that. But I mean, nothing is sacred and that's fine. Like. Like I said, no matter what they do, Watchmen is still a good graphic novel. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's I really never even thought of it. Like, will the further you know, as long as they tell the story, introducing the characters again, will that you know diminish the previous one any at all or cheapen it? And I mean, I really, I mean, I know I may be in the minority, but I really enjoyed before Watchmen, and I thought that I was, I thought that that was gonna cheapen or diminish or whatever. Um, but I mean, I loved the Watchmen movie. I loved the Watchmen comic. I love yeah. the I love the the before Watchmen series. I read every single issue. Um, I mean, back you know back when they came out, I don't remember them very well, but I remember enjoying them a lot. So, uh, I mean, if if anybody's gonna like this all this Watchmen crap, it's gonna be me. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it, it's yeah, yeah, I mean. So I'm, I'm interested I'm to see how it goes, and, and I think that um, they've done a really good job of kind of um, not bringing it up right away. Right, right. Get to at least like twenty issues in. Yeah, they've done a good job of of just they sort of, 
And I think they've hinted it. I haven't, I'm not reading every single Rebirth book, but I mean, I think I've heard that they've hinted it in a couple of different places. Or like, if you look at the big picture, you can maybe see a little bit more manipulation, maybe that Dr. Manhattan is doing or something like that. Uh, But you didn't, they've told all these stories, not needing that. And, and I'm, I'm just like, it's going to be a cool, I just think it's going to be a cool, a cool little thing. And if it's not, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's a, if it's terrible, well then, you know, it can be one of those terrible things. Like, remember, remember that thing, you know, remember the, remember oh, the Spider-Man clone saga? be terrible. I mean, well, you know, I mean, remember how Green Lantern has to always fight other colored lanterns now for all eternity? That's why I dropped. <laughs> that's why I dropped Hal, Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern cords because I was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give Green Lantern one more shot, and then it's like, fight something besides the other colored rings. Like, ugh. <laughs> uh, well, see, now they're friends with the yellow rings. It's now they're looking for new people to fight. Uh, well, if they li- if there's legitimate, I mean, I'm fine with them with them having the with them using the other colored rings in the in the universe, but I feel like every single story has has this now, and and and, and I just want you know, and people were telling me this d- during the Jeff Johns run, and I didn't believe them, but I just want to see space cops. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. Well, and I, I will be the first one to tell you I have terrible taste because I've been really enjoying the Guy Gardner parts of the recent issues. <laughs> so I know he's like everyone's least favorite Lantern, but he's one of my favorites. I I would say he is one of my um he's one of my uh four favorite Green Lanterns from Earth. Five favorite. Well, he <laughs> yeah, might be number five. Yeah, how many are there? What five? Yeah. Well, there's like seven now. So oh, that's true. Uh, no one likes Simon Baz. You better just say Simon Baz isn't in your like top three. Or something. Yeah, I don't. I have not ever read a comic with him in it. Not missing much. I think I only read a couple of, and it's just like, oh, it's another gun construct. Mm-hmm. Really unique, guys. I wish that I liked John Stewart more than I do, but I just feel like there haven't been enough good John Stewart stories, at least not modern ones. I can totally agree with that. I like. I want to like him more. Mm-hmm. I uh. <laughs> So, I started reading a. It's Len Wein. It's written uh, a run of of Green Lantern, l- written by Len Wein, drawn by Dave Gibbons. So it should be good, right? Of course. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, it was from like the. I think it was from like the earlier mid '80s. So it's you know comics from that era. Oh man, it it looks all right, but it's like Green Lantern has come back to Earth, and so he's like stopping bank robberies. Oh, Does he have the gray streak in his hair? No, this like is uh, this is I think this is before that because that was okay. that was nineties when he got the gray streak because he's uh, that's when that's parallax. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, but you know what, my favorite Batman book is right now is Nightwing. Oh, yeah. I'd have to say probably the same thing here. Like, it is... So, I thought it reminded me of the Chuck Dixon stuff from the, like, the 90s, 2000s-ish, which I remember really liking, but I've recently revisited the Chuck Dixon stuff, and I think this is better. (laughs) Like, this is... It's it's just... It's just really good. It's... It's, uh... It plays off the, like, off the nostalgia of the feel of that run... But but using kind of modern storytelling and it's just I I just feel like it's been really good. That's one of those things Tim Steely's been writing Nightwing for such a long time, and with Tom King when they had that great uh, Grayson run. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited to see him stay back on it. So yeah, I've been I've been trying to collect it. I think I think I do have since he started on it. But uh, yeah, he can he's been doing a really good job. And the art's good too. I like the Bloodhaven story. Um, it's always kind of fun to see him kind of get away from Gotham. And again, my taste is terrible, but I really like Damien a lot, so it's kind of fun to get him um, in there in the story well, as well. So I don't like Damien, but in these last couple issues, uh, he he works. I think uh, when he, I think that for whatever reason, maybe it's because of the dick of the uh, the um, 
the run with uh, the Grant Morrison run or or what? When Dick Grayson and Damien are in the same are in the oh, same story up. when they team up, it just it works. Like I believe so the same way that I don't buy the relationship between Batman and Catwoman, even though it's been there for eighty years of comics. Uh, I believe we never see Batman date ever. Yeah, yeah. I believe I buy the the friendship, the the camaraderie, the brotherhood between uh, Dick and Damien. And maybe it's because I was reading comics when they were when they were a team, or or I just I don't know what it is. Well, no, but... I think he tells the story where you can tell Damien really misses those times teaming up together. Uh huh. And I think you know it's almost made him feel like you know having a brother. And of course, I think Nightwing or Dick Grayson at the time liked having him or someone else underneath him. Yeah. Um, but I think Tim Seeley does a really good job of kind of showing, you know, besides Damien just being a complete jerk, um, you know, kind of shows a, I wouldn't say, well, at least a little bit of a softer side or at least nostalgic for that. So, yeah, I think he just does a really good job. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's it's just, I've just, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of blown away. And the first the first arc was was good but yeah once he went to once he went to bloodhaven like the story just it's just been exactly what i want from a nightwing story like i feel like i feel like i'm i'm probably buying batman because i'd feel weird just reading nightwing and not reading <laughs> yeah. batman um that's that's probably one of the reasons that i haven't dropped off of batman is because i'm enjoying nightwing so much and Bloodhaven is such a cool city too. I think it's they really made it kind of funny and cheeky and stuff right, like that. Right, I right, think it's yeah. a nice little change. Which I think I don't even think is I, I think that that is a a new interpretation of that. Like Bloodhaven in in oh, the, yeah, in the yeah. Chuck Dixon run was just sort of not Gotham. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so that's Batman. Um, let's talk a little bit about Iron Fist. So uh, all right. So, uh, Iron Fist, the Netflix series, came out a few weeks ago. Did you watch the whole thing? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I binge-watched it. Fortunately, my wife, I think she like went to visit her mom for the weekend. So, I'm <laughs> like, uh, take care of this while you're gone. And she's like, that's absolutely perfect. So, um, yeah, I think I made it through. Oh, I don't mind even had Friday off. So, I got a couple on Friday, came most to Saturday, and finished off like mm-hmm. the last two on Sunday morning. So. Yeah, not well, too bad. I watched I watched it with my wife, um, and we didn't we we spread it out a little bit more, but but still, yeah, we got through it. We we've, we've got we got through the whole thing, and I I enjoyed it. Um, I think uh, so. The just just I don't want to talk too much about the issue about the controversy of casting Danny Rand as a white guy. Uh, yeah, I don't just, care about that sort of stuff. That doesn't yeah. interest me to. Okay. Okay. I just I just want to acknowledge that I would have been okay if uh, if if he was Asian, um, but I don't think that it took away from the story not having him. So if anything, you should be more mad that Davos wasn't Asian. Da- uh, wait, which one's Davos? Oh, it's um, who was? His, oh, uh, oh, the the yeah the on. the Jewish guy, the hand the hand. Guy. Or he's no, he's yeah, so, a, he's Puerto yeah. Rican. That was a, that was maybe a little, that was maybe a little bit odd. Although I got the sense that that faction of the hand was like taking in strays, kind of like it was a New York. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like, t- so so it kind of it kind of makes sense. Um. Also, also that faction of the hand was just the Foot Clan from the first Ninja Turtles movie. Totally. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's just, and I oh, it would almost be perfect just to have that initial scene where. They're walking people through the warehouse, and the people are skateboarding, and they're like <laughs> passing out cartons of cigarettes and playing arcade games. Yes. I'm like, that should be the introduction to the hand. I would totally join. Like that, just it, I just wish someone would redo it in that sort of sense. Like yeah. that was just like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I uh, thank you for bringing that up. That's yeah. a, that's funny for me. I mean, I stopped. I st- I literally stopped it. I had to explain to my wife <laughs> that Ninja Turtles was original originally a parody of Frank Miller's Daredevil run. <laughs> So, you know, hence why the Foot Clan is called the Foot Clan is a reference to the hand. And then, yeah, they definitely were just, they were just the, the foot. Um, but, uh, so, um, but I, uh, otherwise though, like, like I really, I really enjoyed it. I did think the guy that played Danny Rand was, was, uh, he, he was very much Iron Fist from the, from the Brubaker run. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which was really nice. Um, people complain about the fighting. I think that. 
I think, and I mean, I'm not like a martial arts expert, but isn't that what kung fu looks like? Oh yeah, and so that's something too. Like I, <laughs> okay, I took Shaolin Do Kung Fu for two years in high school. Uh-huh. The only reason I stopped is because I went to college. But I could have been a black belt. So I love martial arts. I love martial arts movies. I thought it did a pretty good job. I think he should have been able to kick butt a little bit harder. Uh, but I do completely understand with him just getting those Iron Fist powers, how he's not really able to use them very much. Yeah. And I think it's going to get a lot better over time. So I don't mind seeing him progress and learn new things. Uh, Colleen Wing, um, on the other hand, kind of took care of my need for more butt kicking. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, overall, can't complain too much about it. I also, wish there would have been more uh, Kun Lun stuff, like fighting or flashbacks. But. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked, I liked the, I liked Colleen. I liked. Um, I thought that the use of the use of Claire in this was was really ni- uh, nice. Um, oh yeah, she her being a little bit more of a major character in Luke Cage and then this like, she clearly is just not doing anything else. Uh, that, uh, what's the actress? Um, crap, I'm drawing a blank on the actress's name. Oh, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, she's just not doing anything else. She's just doing these shows now, and that's that's, that's fine. Be a full time job. I mean, I think Daredevil is <laughs> going to start filming here soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless she's just, unless she's just not, you know, in, I she's probably not as big a character in Daredevil. I would, I would anticipate as she was in Luke Cage, like. Oh yeah, I wouldn't and, think so either. And I think she was, she might've been, had an even, an even bigger role in this than maybe in Luke Cage. Cause she didn't show up for, in Luke Cage for like the first half of the show. Right. She was pretty much, it feels like she was in. Iron Fist from like maybe the third or fourth episode and then all the way through. Yeah. In at least yeah. some capacity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, so. I, I thought that the, um, so the hand bringing people back to life, I, <laughs> I, 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 I finally, they're bringing people back to life cause they were in daredevil. I don't think they like literally did that. Well, with Electra um, where they just insinuated that she was coming back to life. Yeah. Yeah. They sort of, they sort of implied it. They sort of were dancing around. You know, I, I, um, I mean, the hand is a cool. They're a cool bad guy. Uh, uh, yeah, can't complain about ninjas. So yeah, and uh, and the all the stuff with the Rand Corporation, I thought was done really well. I think the one the one area where Iron Fist really suffers is that all those other Netflix shows came out have come out. Uh, the other Marvel Netflix shows. So people don't realize how good it is because it's being, you know, it's right up next to all those other ones. And I think it's probably like just at the same level or better than the rest of the shows. But it doesn't have like a as much of a unique twist. Like it, it's it's the most similar to Daredevil of, totally. of all of them so far. Yeah, and that's something too. I, yeah, I think... Well, and that's something too. I was after reading the reviews. I was almost expecting to go in there and not like it, or try to mm-hmm. find a reason to dislike it. But I really couldn't find anything wrong with it. I mean, I would enjoyed it throughout. I mean, uh, me personally, if I had to kind of rank them right now, I would probably put, uh, ugh, maybe Daredevil season one A, Jessica Jones one B, um, and then I would probably put. Um, oh, this is so tough. Maybe, maybe Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and then Daredevil season two. Mm-hmm. Oh, you say so your Daredevil season two is low on the list. That's well, I think the second half of it kind of stunk. Uh, I didn't like the Elektra um, stuff altogether, but they yeah. did have the Punisher. But I was so excited about that. So I, yeah. I don't know. Elektra is is like Daredevil's Catwoman, so she's not my favorite character. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, there's. I think they kind of dropped the ball in that second half of that season. I just got uninterested in her stuff. Real quick. Yeah, I I liked it. Um, I mean, I'm not as big a fan of her, but I liked what they were doing with. I mean, it's been a while since I saw it. I liked what what they were doing with with uh, Matt Murdock, sort of doing the, having the two lives and uh, and and everything. And and um, I can't believe they killed off Ben Eric after the first se- at the end of the first season of of Daredevil because I would have liked to see him more. But I guess it opened up the, uh, what's her name, um, Paige. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. It yeah. opened up her for being able to be a little bit of a reporter, which I guess is which I guess is okay. And I mean, the Punisher stuff was just really good in that. 
Um, yeah, I almost missed. Uh, well, it's kind of funny because I went back after watching Iron Fist and I watched one of the episodes where Frank is in prison and he talks with Kingpin. It made me forget just like how awesome the Kingpin was in Dare- the first Daredevil season, uh-huh. and I think that's probably the biggest difference. I liked how you know the superheroes and stuff go, but I think. Uh, Kingpin was far better than, say, Elektra turned out to be. So yeah. that's probably yeah. Well, see, I'm I'm not as high on Vincent D'Onofrio's uh, Kingpin. Um, I think I did sort of still. I it, it, part of it suffered with from he was the guy from Law and Order: Criminal Intent, <laughs> which was you know not a particularly good show. Um, and some people, I mean, some people probably liked him, but like he he definitely. It was one of those things where, like, the Kingpin should sort of be... To me, he's a, he's a cartoon character. Like, he's not a real person. So, uh, it was, it was very, it's very difficult to, to sort of... For, for, some, for an actor that I recognize yeah, to I portray him. Yeah. Um, like, uh... Sort of like, sort of like, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, um... You know, I think of uh, the bald guy that plays J. Jonah Jameson in the old Spider-Man movies. Um, yeah, I can't remember what his name is. Juno, Juno's about. dad. I, I yeah. think that was yeah. the first when I saw that movie. That was the first thing that I'd seen him in, and so and so like he was perfectly cast. And so maybe if I hadn't if I hadn't seen uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and other stuff, like it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have sort of pulled yeah, me out of it, you know. The the exception to that, of course, uh, another another bald cartoon character is Professor X. I mean, <laughs> Patrick Stewart is just Professor X. Like he was, yeah. you know. They were like they were like, uh, oh, Professor X isn't usually British. It's like, well, yeah, now he is because he's Patrick Stewart. Um, it's gonna have to be now. I actually watched Apocalypse again. I think I watched it for the second time the other day. Mm-hmm. I was bored, decided to put it on. Uh, I I need to watch it again because everyone else. It must have just did it just come out on DVD or something. Everyone else is is seeing it again. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. Uh, I, I like a Roku, so I think it's on streamings. On one of the things. Oh, on, on one there. of the streaming things. Maybe maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah, I feel like people are people are watching it, and I don't. Rem- I remember liking it, but I don't remember it at all. Um, it was one of those where, yeah, I'm like, oh, that happened, or I forgot that yeah. they're like teenage X-Men and stuff like that. Uh, so, and yeah, but overall, it's pretty good. I mean, it was. Yeah. So, so since you ranked, okay. since you ranked yours, um, let me see if I can rank, rank my Netflix shows. So Jessica Jones is number one for me, definitely. Such a good show. Um, I think Purple Man. I think probably. Iron Fist might be second, or Daredevil season two might be second. Yeah, I would say probably right now I would put Iron Fist at. No, I would say I think I still liked Daredevil season two more. So Daredevil season two is number number two, Iron Fist number three, Daredevil season one number four, and Luke Cage, uh, was, I I felt like by far the weakest. But also I don't think that I'm necessarily the intended audience for Luke Cage as much as uh, some of those other ones. But I just. I was not a big fan of of Black Mariah, because that's her comic book character name. Her yeah. comic book character name is actually Black Mariah. I thought that was <laughs> funny when I was reading uh, Power Man and Iron Fist. I was I was I was not a big fan of her, and I really wasn't a big fan of the ending, the very ending of of Luke Cage. Yeah, that his well was brother coming back. Yeah, that's the thing. To probably thinking about it. I don't know, I could probably put season two over that, but they're so close too. I think in quality. That, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean. I mean, That's the why fact it's so hard that, to rank them in my eyes. The fact yeah. that you ranked Daredevil season one as as number one, and I ranked it as as the second worst, uh, you know that yeah. yeah, they are. It is very consistent quality, very very consistent high quality. Ask me on the day; it could probably change altogether. It'd right, kind right, of, right. Well, if I had the time, it'd be kind of fun to go back and watch them all. But yeah. I mean, that's, Defenders will be good. That's the other thing is I saw yeah I saw Daredevil season one two years ago, the weekend it came out. The night that it came out, like I like I watched, I binged through them all that night. Nice. So it's it's like that was so long ago. <laughs> Do you just have dreams of like the wax pouring over like the Daredevil head? You keep seeing that introduction <laughs> over and over and Something over again. Something like that. All right, yeah. So that's uh, so that was uh, 
Iron Fist. Um, uh, we talked about Logan last month, but uh, what what did you think of Logan? I enjoyed it. I didn't. Uh, I know there's a lot of critical acclaim. I didn't think it was like the best movie ever, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. X twenty one was pretty boss. Uh, she was probably yeah. X twenty three. You mean twenty three? Yeah. I don't know. Why I keep saying that. X twenty one. The failed experiment. Yeah. But no, I liked how uh, essentially the, the other clone of Logan um, was this, the, like the bad guy. I thought that was a fun little twist. Oh, I hated Actually, that. <laughs> see, I didn't necessarily see that coming, so I was kind of wondering if it was uh-huh. just going to be the reverse. So I kind of liked that. Thought that was a little twist. Uh, I was okay with how he died. Um, but you know, overall, mm-hmm. it was kind of uh, neat how they did a little brief glimpse into the future with certain things. Um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of a fun story. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, we we talked for dying. we talked for about a half an hour about it last month, so I don't want to I don't want to uh, rehash oh, too no, much of fine. it. Uh, but uh, but I'm I'm on a similar page. I think I pro- uh, I I I definitely didn't like it as much as everyone else in the world. But I did yeah. like. But I did enjoy it. Um, you know, it's a. I would give it a like everyone else gave it a ten out of ten. I probably gave it an eight out of ten. You know? Yeah, no, I could say that. Yeah, I think we're definitely on the same page with that. Definitely not bad, but not like game changer or anything like that did you get to see the power rangers movie no i do want to see that that's definitely on my list it was, uh, it it was funny. fun oh was it good yeah yeah it was i mean it's I, good is relative i i would yeah, oh. it's not gonna win any like oscars uh and it's also not like and it's also not like uh hilariously bad or anything like it's i would say it's it's uh if, if the if the if the Fantastic Four movie that came out a, a a year or two ago that everybody hated was a little bit better, um, okay. and and a little bit and a little bit lighter, I think that I think that you could you could make the comparison. Um, <laughs> but I also liked that movie better more than everyone else. So you know well, that's good to hear. Yeah, no, I definitely want to check it out. I found a. Uh, uh, a station on Twitch where they are just replaying all the originals for like the first two seasons. Oh, well, I, yeah, I think I heard I, about that. I, I sat there and watched like eight episodes. <laughs> I was like, well, it's so awesome. I think like I almost totally forgot all about this and get me pumped up for the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, I think I think it was I think it was uh, about as about as well done as you could expect it. Uh, if you saw the, I feel like if you saw the trailers and you think this might be a movie that I'll like, then you're gonna like oh, it. Yeah. If you saw the trailers and th- and think this, I'm gonna hate this movie. It's not gonna like completely change your uh, your outlook on it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty solid. Yeah, um, good. Uh, have you have you been watching Powerless at all? Uh, yes, yes. I uh, I think I missed an episode, but I have been really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, there there aren't a lot of sitcoms on TV right now that I watch and it's nice. I feel like Powerless does a good job of making references to the DC universe and feels like it takes place in a DC universe yeah, without like the most cartoonish DC universe probably ever. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. But but it also doesn't like require that you're insanely knowledgeable about about DC continuity. No, this is a show my wife will watch, and it's just super accessible. I mean, and really, it's she gets the understanding of you know it's dealing with superheroes, and yeah. So I mean, it's a uh, good fun. They actually have some kind of like adult jokes in there as well. Um, yeah, it's it's just and a really good show. Alan Tudyk is great, and the guy. From, oh yeah, he's hilarious. The guy <laughs> from Community is great, and Ron Funches like I. When I've seen him like on At Midnight and stuff like that, I'm not a huge fan. But I think like when he's reined in a little bit and he's working off of a script and stuff, he actually his character actually works a lot better. Um, That's a good point. He does seem like a kind of a toned down Ron, at least a little bit. Which and it's funny that he has his own name in the show too. Yeah, which which is I mean, which is fine. Like that, you know, that comedian Ron Funches does his own does his he has his character. But I do think it's it, it's very clear that yeah he's he's being reined in and he's, uh, it's <laughs> it's uh prepa- it's you know he's he's not just improvising so yeah uh it's it's a lot it's a much tighter version of the character and I like that I like that a lot, um, yeah cool well let's uh let's go ahead and wrap this up I feel like we're kind All of right. I feel like we're kind of uh out of things to talk about for the month. 
Um, hey, that's I'm not sure a bad an hour. Talk. That's a solid hour. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. Um, so uh, we will be back next month. Um, do you have any social medias that you want to plug or anything, Jared? Nah, not really. Stay away from my stuff. Don't look me up. <laughs> Don't okay. Give me information. <laughs> okay. Well, I am at K Hallman on Twitter. That's K H A L M A N. You can find this and all of our other podcasts on the Kendall Cast iTunes feed. Uh, I also am on a podcast called War and Beast, uh, where we are rewatching the uh, 1990s Transformers uh, cartoon Beast Wars. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, that is on iTunes and on Audio. Oh, 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 check that out. Sorry, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 fun. Uh, oh, I miss show. that animation. I would have loved to watch a reboot and just talk about that again. Well, sorry. So <laughs> that the, believe me that that. That uh, that has been thrown around. At some point, we may do an episode uh, uh, where we where we watch and discuss uh, uh, some reboot, or or there's only so many episodes of Beast Wars, so we're gonna have to do something once we once we get done with that. So, uh, yeah, Beast War. Yeah, actually, Beast Wars is the second uh, mainframe computer animated cartoon. The first one was reboot. So, oh, I love that. I love that style. Those were I just love those cartoons. Good, good times, good times, good times, and uh, and my ukulele music videos are on are at RK Hallman on YouTube. Uh, thanks a lot for listening to the Polis Podcast. Uh, we'll see you next time. Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>